we are going to be doing part six of Urban Legends series. So I hope you enjoy. The town of Ashley just vanished. On the night of August 16, 1952, sometime after midnight, a devastating earthquake struck the town of Ashley, Kansas. In fact, the earthquake was centered right under the town. The U.S. Geological Survey determined that the quake measured 7.9 on the Richter scale and was felt across the state and even beyond. Although it caused some damage in other areas, the town itself suffered the most horrible fate. When law enforcement and government authorities arrived to um, access the damage, they were shocked to see that a giant fissure had opened up over a thousand yards long and 500 yards wide. No one was ever able to determine how deep the fissure was, but the entire town and its population, 679 people, were just, well, gone. There were attempts to search for survivors, but the must have all disappeared down the gigantic hole deep into the earth. After what, about 12 days, the authorities called off the search, realizing that those poor people would never be found. And it's just as well that they seized their efforts. Shortly after, on August 30, another earthquake struck the same area this time measuring 7.5 on the Richter scale. This one was large enough to cause a fissure to close up, sealing the town and any possible survivors under the earth forever. It was as if the town had never existed. Even now, Ashley can't be found on any map of Kansas. At the same time, reports started circulating that visitors to the town and law enforcement from the country county had heard stories about strange things happening in town the week before the first earthquake. Odd sounds, rumbles in the ground, scraping sounds, and so on. Were these early signs of the devastation that was about to hit? In any case, the fates of the townspeople were sealed on the tragic night. Okay, there's a good reason that even today you can't find Ashley on a Kansas map. It never existed. The story was made up around 2012 for an internet forum but took on a life of its own because many people believed it. A little research shows that only earthquake of note in Kansas that year happened in April, not August, and wasn't nearly as big. Of course, believers might tell you that it's all a conspiracy to hide whatever happened to Ashley, but if you can find a map of Kansas that dates before 1952, you'll still see that there's no Ashley on it. So, there you have it. The Farm of the Faceless Somewhere in a thick forest in Connecticut, there is a hidden and very old farmhouse that some locals call the House of the Faceless People. You won't likely find this house 
and last you get lost on one of the old dirt roads. The surrounding area is thickly tangled, woods, marsh, and swamp, so you'll probably never have reason to be out there anyway, but just in case, be on the lookout for this building. It's very old and almost falling apart. The windows are all boarded up, and it looks like the house has been fortified to keep something out or in. Legend says that an old man, a caretaker, lives there, but he's not the problem. He may work in the yard occasionally and warn curious onlookers to go away, but that's not too unusual. It's what he looks after that's so terrifying. If you find the house during the day, you'll probably won't see anything. But at night, oh, at night, when the moon is shining, giving the whole peace an eerie glow, that's when you might catch a glimpse of something else. People have told of seeing very strange beings inside and even around the house. They have pale, almost milk-white skin with no hair on their heads and skin stretched over their eyes would be. Their lips are thin and colorless, and they may have only tiny pricks for a nose and holes where their ears should be. They are the faceless people, and they seem to live in exile in this house. Despite their strange appearance, they seem to have heightened senses and can tell when someone is around. If they sense they are being watched, they will scurry out of sight. Maybe they're afraid, or maybe they just don't want to be freakish spectacles. For curious onlookers, they don't seem to be aggressive, though the old man has been known to chase away anyone that gets too close, especially at night. So who are they? Another colony of less angry and aggressive melonheads? Some kind of scientific experiment gone wrong, an evolutionary mistake, the old man's children born with terrible defects. No one really knows, and the old man isn't talking. If you decide to wander into the woods of the area, hoping to spot this farmhouse, just remember that you are not welcome. And although it doesn't seem like they've attacked or killed anyone, we just don't know for sure. Waiting for three knocks. A young couple were planning a trip to visit the man's parents. It was going to be a bit of a long road trip, some say from New Jersey down to South Carolina. They were planning on leaving after work and driving overnight to reach the parents' house by the following morning. They made the trip before, so it wasn't a big deal. They packed up and set off. Everything was fine at first, until they got into a more rural area where they came to a sign. The highway they were on was closed for construction, and they were forced to detour onto a road they'd never been on before, which would take more time and put them in unfamiliar territory. They set off down the dark road, and at some point, they started having car trouble. Worse. They hadn't passed a gas station recently, and they couldn't get cell reception, so the man suggested that he get out and go for help, or at least walk to a location where he would be able to phone for roadside assistance. They agreed that she would hide under a blanket in the locked car and wait until he came back and knocked three times on the car roof.
neither of them was especially thrilled with this plan, but they decided it was probably the best option. They didn't want to leave the car behind and go together, and they didn't want to sit there all night, waiting for sunrise and the chance that another car might come along. So off he went in search of a phone reception or a gas station or some other sign of civilization. And the woman waited and waited and waited. She had hoped that her boyfriend might only be a few minutes, that he would get a cell reception just up the road, but apparently that wasn't the case. So she sat under the blanket, getting more and more frustrated and more than a little creeped out. Finally, she thought she heard something outside. Was he back? She almost threw off the blanket, but thought she better not. The sounds continued and got closer to the car. He should be knocking on the roof any minute now, except he didn't. Nothing happened. What was going on? The anticipation was terrible. Finally, she couldn't stand it anymore and threw off the blanket, sitting up to see what he was doing out there. Instead of her boyfriend, a crazed-looking man with a terrible grin on his face was standing right outside the car. She watched in horror as he held up the keys to their car. This is another of those creepy car stories about getting stuck out in the woods and or investigating a sound in the dark, which of course no real person would ever do. Obviously, if a crazed murderer were hiding in the woods, there would be no one to tell the story. So we can safely assign this one to the status of another legend. Thank goodness. Hippo Eats Man. It was an ordinary circus performance in the country of Austria, just like hundreds before. An audience of several thousand, including many children, was there to see the entertainments. The clowns, the trampies, the animals, the man who did trampoline aerobatics. The man's name was Franz Dosch, and he enjoyed his job and the applause he got from the audiences. Kids in particular liked to watch his antics, and that made him happy. The circus was a good life, and he didn't want to do anything else. This day, like usual, he was bouncing up and down on the trampoline, doing black flips, front flips, and other tricks. It was all going well, but something different was about to happen. Franz had finished his act and had made a sideways flip to jump off the trampoline and land with his arms up, only he miscalculated his jump and touched down a little bit in back of his expected landing spot. Behind the trampoline was a large, full-grown hippo, Hilda, who was being readied for the next act. As he flew through the air, Hilda happened to open her enormous mouth and yawn. Just as she did so, Franz fell into her mouth, and Hilda accidentally swallowed the man in one gulp. At first, the audience thought it was part of the show, and they started clapping and cheering loudly. But then they realized what had actually happened, and the horror began to sink in. It wasn't until Hilda, it wasn't Hilda's fault. She was a good-natured creature 
I normally only eat plants. And it wasn't Fran's fault. He had just been miscalculated a bit. The police took away the trampoline to examine it for evidence, eventually concluding that it was all just a tragic accident. So this is a wild story. True? Not even remotely. It seems to have first appeared around 1994 and may have been written as a joke before other places picked it up and began running it as true. The story died down, but then resurfaced again in the late 90s. In a few newspapers, somehow no one bothered to actually check to see whether it really happened. Recent research has shown no evidence that this ridiculous tell ever took place. Some writer wanting to pull a prank probably made it up out of thin air, and it succeeded far beyond that person's wildest dreams. Alright y'all, that's the end of this episode, and stay tuned for part 7, and I hope you enjoyed it, and if you ever do need a friend to talk to about absolutely anything, I'm always here, you can find my link below, um, 7 cups, and I hope you have a good night, and a good week, and a good weekend, and work week, and all of that, and just know that you aren't ever alone, and um, somebody always cares about you. So don't ever feel like um, you're alone in this world and uh, you got to keep pushing through whatever it takes. And uh, thank you again for listening to me and I hope you enjoyed this and um, I'll see y'all in the next episode. Until then, adios!